0: Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. Mets fans, they are hot stuff.
1: Hey, how about you do something this off season? You're talking a big game about Yamamoto, and you have the owner flying out there. Go, go, land him. Big bad Steve Cohen, all your billions. You should prepare yourself now for the fact it's clear. It's hard to envision a way where the Mets want to keep Pete Alonso here long term. They've already had talks about trading him before last year's trade deadline. He's represented by Scott Boris, and Boris is out there telling you we would be willing to talk contract
0: now. And yet, the Mets haven't made a move. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Have two hours just flown by? It feels like they've just flown by. And I, also a little inside radio, we are doing the show today from the Bart and Han studio, and I feel like I, I feel like I am residing in a house made for a giant. I know Alan Han is a very tall man. I'm 6'2". i I'm not. I'm not Peter Rosenberg. I'm not. I'm not like unusually smaller than. Than most, I'm not a tiny person. Is my point.
2: That's a low blow right there, man.
1: I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to find <gasps> who's, the, who's the shortest person on the station.
2: I, I think it's, you know, I, I won't even say it. I don't think, it's, I don't think it's, it's not a,
1: it's not an indictment. You can't do anything about your height. It's not yeah. like I'm saying somebody's ugly or they're dumb. Or I'm just saying it, height is. This is a studio made for a giant, is what I'm saying.
2: There are procedures to fix
1: that. I, had to take, I have to take two steps towards the call screen to reach the call screen. Well, like, you I, I want to have... punch up calls. It's like a giant button I have to push with both hands.
0: You also have to factor in that Han sits next to Bart Scott, who's a former NFL linebacker. So they have to build that studio for large human beings. I don't think that Bart is unusually tall. He's just a, he's a big, strong
1: man, but I don't think you have to build it for a giant for him. It's clearly, I don't know, maybe it's just designed this way and it just so happens that Alan is the one that uses the studio. But I feel like I'm on vacation. You ever go on vacation and they have like one of those giant rocking chairs and you sit in it? (laughs) That's how I feel sitting in this studio. I feel like I'm going to get lost in the shag carpeting. I have to, like, push it out of my face as I make my way to the door. My name is Bart. I hit dingers.
0: I uh, dingers.
1: It's just a giant studio. That's why, like, sometimes you'll hear me pick up a call and talk to the person, and then I'm trying to I'm, – I'm reaching out with my arm, and I can't reach Hun, I can't reach the call screen again to shut off the call. It's a giant st- – it's made for a giant. Andre the Giant. If Andre the Giant ever did – a sports talk show, this would be the studio for him. Everything's so large. I'm going to get you
3: pregnant, Bart.
1: Did I tell you, by the way, the 2024 Navy Federal Credit Union NHL Stadium Series comes to MetLife Stadium this February? Boy, that just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? See the Flyers against the Devils on Saturday the 17th, and then the real headliner, the Rangers versus the Islanders Sunday the 18th. Tickets are on sale right now. At nhl.com slash stadium series tickets. Enter for your chance to win tickets at espnnewyork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Just scroll down to contest and submit your entry. If you needed to be told to scroll down to contest to enter the contest, I'm, I'm guessing the chances of you winning the contest are. How are you going to find your way to the stadium if you can't even figure out how to enter the contest? All right, let's hit the music. It's time for NFL picks, people. As I said, three and zero last week, seven and two last three weeks. We've really kind of hit our stride. I think what are we now? Four games under for the season. It's still we're still digging out, and and really the only reason why we're digging out is my hatred of the Jets has I turned it around internally, and it's it's poisoning me, because all those weeks that I kept waiting for the Jets to find a way to win a game, it just crushed me. Joe, how far ahead, how far over 500 would we be if we just simply stopped taking the Jets? Probably like three or four games. Three or four games over 500. I blame myself, people. Who else can I blame? Don't you love when people say I blame myself? Yeah, it's generally your fault. What are, what are we talking about? All right, so what are we, week 14? I got my picks here somewhere. I, I'm, I'm, this studio, I lost my pick somewhere along the way. I don't know where they, where they go? Where's my phone? I gotta pull up the Fanduel app. Love the Fanduel. All right, I got my I got my picks. Here they are. I only got two games this week. I was I, I gotta be honest with you. I just said that about um, picking the Jets. I kind of want I want to kind of pick the Jets this week. Why? Well, they gotta win eventually, don't they? Have to win eventually. No, I, I
2: hate this logic. All of a sudden. They're they're due apparently. They
1: are due. Well, they are due.
2: A team that finished last season losing six straight. All of a sudden no, they're seven. due. No seven. Don't
1: don't don't shorten. Oh, they lost Excuse seven. Me. Don't darn, Anybody can lose six in a row. The Jets they're better than that. They lost seven in a row. I don't think that they're going to lose ten straight to end the season. I, could they possibly lose 10 straight to lose to, to, to finish the season? Do you know who you're talking about? Yeah, I guess I, I did have a whole segment where I said the Jets are the exception to the rule. It's a brilliant point, and I'm not even following my own lead. All right, we'll stay away from the Jets. Let's go. Where's the game? Oh, here we go. Sunday, 4 o'clock, Vikings, Raiders, Vegas getting three points. I feel like it's kind of been lost here that the Raiders are, are a spunky team. They played my Dolphins tough. They beat the Giants, beat the Jets, but that's not anything to talk about. But who do the Vikings more resemble? Do you think they're more like the Dolphins, who they play tough, or do you think they're more like the Jets and the, and the Giants? I think they're more like the J- – Jets. I think the Vikings are a fraud team. They're a fraud team last year. I think they're a fraud team even now with no Kirk Cousins and Josh Dobbs. The more you see of Josh Dobbs, like any backup quarterback – the warts are going to show more often. So give me the the the, the plucky Raiders, and I will take uh, the three points there. I also, I think I'm going to, I've been riding the Lions. They've been good to me since since uh, digging out of this hole. I know that they were fortunate enough to beat the Bears the last time. The Bears have improved over the the course of the season. They're playing better now than they did earlier. And they really should have won that last game in Detroit. They just completely melted down. At the end. But I think the Lions are starting to find their gear, much like I am. Rounding into form, heading towards the playoffs. I think the Lions, even though the defense is really bad, I think that the Lions, give me the Lions minus the three. And then finally, one of the games of the week, we got to focus on one of them. Bills, Chiefs, or Eagles, Cowboys. Everybody's taking the Cowboys, so that's the reason why I can't, I have to stay away from that game. I cannot trust the Cowboys. I mean, how many times? you talk talking about trusting the Jets many times over the years if you trusted the 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 cowboys and they let you down so i'll stay away from that game i don't want to do it but this is more of a happiness hedge than anything else give me the bills plus the one and a half i will be happy to be wrong with the bills bills lose this game it is blow up the, the team time it is everything everybody goes down with the ship kind of time they will not make the playoffs. They will be a team that had Super Bowl or bust expectations, just a complete bust of a season. So, I will happiness hedge, keep that in mind. I will take the Bills plus a point and a half. And those are your week 14 picks in the NFL. No veto power this week. Harvey Joe, you 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 uh you can see the logic of the picks.
0: I can see the logic of the picks. I'm kind of iffy on the Bears, but I'm not so much iffy that I want to veto that pick.
1: All right. You'll save your veto. That's a that's a smart veto usage right there.
2: I'm just glad we had this segment, honestly. We, we this segment what? had everything.
1: What 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 are you saying? What, he, took are
2: you saying? he took shots at Han. I didn't at, take shots at Han. I'm took, saying
1: he's a gigantic tall man. That's you, not a shot. That's just basic. He does commercials on our station for some giant clothing line, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, if
1: you're a giant like me, come and get some giant clothes. Don't go to the regular store. Come to the giant store.
2: You took shots at Peter.
1: I didn't take a shot at Peter. He Peter knows he's not tall. That's just
2: you lost. You essentially forgot where your picks were twice.
1: Well, I'm I I'm doing a whole different setup here, and it's a giant studio. I might have left them like three three clicks away, as they say.
2: I can't think of a better start to to the hour.
0: This seems like a shot at you, Gordon.
2: <laughs> this is not a shot. I'm just basically. This is
1: much more of a shot than just pointing out who's tall and who's short.
2: Yeah, I'm just stating what happened so far. Let's go back to the phones. Who's next? one eight hundred
1: nine one nine. 919 espn the telephone number. Tony is in Freehold. That's who's next. And let me walk over to the call screen and press it with both hands. Here we go. All right, Tony. You're good to go, pal.
3: Oh, it's sunny, But either way, I don't care how we doing today, fellas. I'm How's good. How are you? All right. I'm doing well. So, listen, i got to hang on the rim a little bit here. If you recall, I'm going to help you out here in, a, in multiple fashions. So, if you okay. recall, prior to week one, I gave you and Larry a call, uh, and uh, we were discussing how, you know, there was a lot of that discussion about Dak Prescott and Daniel Jones. And, listen, uh, I couldn't be more happy for my man Dak, who has absolutely silenced all the haters, because that was one of the dumbest, uh, not you guys, but just the no. whole media world. That. Yes, that was one of that was one of the worst like conversation topics I've ever heard in media, and I'm glad that's the bed. But listen, um, Zach Prescott, I'm I'm just calling it Cowboys because we're about to run the table for the end of the year. Oh, maybe boy. we, we lose a game here in one of the, one of these tough tough games. I could see us dropping one of the Bills, dropping one of the Dolphins, maybe. But let me tell you this: tomorrow night. That Dallas Cowboys are going to handle the birds. If you could, if I could veto one of your bets, take the boys. Right. It is a no doubt, no brainer, easy money. I called before Week One. I told you the Cowboys were going to win big against the Giants. That was light work. That was done before the national. oh well, that was bit. yeah, that was not
1: exactly uh, going out of the limb there. That was pretty clear cut at the time.
3: I uh, look, Tony, uh, this you're, is you're, another
1: one. Yeah, well, look, you're absolutely right. Uh, that that conversation uh, seemed kind of silly at the time, even more than silly. It probably was like level three uh, on the dumb con scale of, of, of moronic. What do I have, three? Idiotic. Yeah, idiotic is level three. Moronic, you could even go to, to level four. I don't know necessarily that it was brain dead. I wouldn't go to that level, but I definitely think that it was level four on the dumb con scale of moronic, that conversation. Let's go to uh, Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, what's going on, my friend?
4: Gordon, tonight we have the championship game, Indiana-LA, Correct.
1: The in- oh, yes, the in-season tournament. Yes. Oh. Pretty good teams, right? Uh, I guess, sure. They're
4: not You terrible. wouldn't be shocked if that was your final NBA, would you? The NBA
1: finals of the Pacers and the Lakers? Yes, I would be surprised if oh, that would were be? the finals. All right. Yes. All
4: right, well, do you know who the two starting forwards are? Small forwards for each team.
1: Uh, Well, a small for? no, I don't. Off the top of my head, I don't know who starts for the Pacers.
4: I bet you Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau know. For is, Indiana, is, it's Obi Toppin. Is Obi a starter for them? Correct. Small oh, really? I poet. didn't know that. And for the Lakers, Cam Reddish. Right.
1: I did know Cam Reddish. I did not know that Obi was starting okay. for them.
4: Okay. I, I, I think Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau may watch the game tonight. You know, Thibodeau might have made a big mistake last night. Not because he left Brunson in twenty seconds down by twelve. Here's where the mistake is. Boston took their starters out 20 seconds before that. If they're raising the red flag, you can't stay with your starters on the floor. That's the mistake. Not leaving Brunson out there for uh, for no other reason. When they took out Tatum and Brown and Porzingis, you take your guys out. But he didn't. Let's hope it doesn't bite. All right. Uh, As far as Soto goes, 50 years free agency has been in existence I think in the 50 years, this is the first time ever that the New York Yankees have ever done anything like this. Got a player in the last year of his contract, made a big trade, had to trade a lot of their own just for the hope of signing this guy. I don't remember this ever happening with the New York Yankees. So this is some change in policy. Do you do you remember? No, I, don't, I don't I don't remember. Especially, I mean I, I'm
1: sure at some point they probably have traded for someone but not at this level of free agent to be, right? Like top of the market.
4: No, Tyus contract I mean. one year on his contract yeah. hoping that they can sign him. So what's going to be interesting is if he has a good year and they don't make the playoffs, will they pay him the half billion that he'll be asking? 11 years, a half billion, or 10 years, uh, 450, or five, or close to 500 million. But that's going to be the interesting part. Uh, Gordon, the Army-Navy game today is standalone, correct? Yes. I don't understand. On thank, on New Year's Day, we're going to have five games. Isn't it excessive to have the two semifinals, one after another? I mean, that's a solid seven hours there. Yeah, they want Uh, to have the whole day. The whole day. Forget it. How much can you watch the whole day? But anyway, wouldn't that now, you're going to say to me it's not fair if you have one game Monday night and one game Tuesday night because the teams that play Monday night have an advantage. Right. But if the tournament was so worried about fairness, Florida State would have been in it. They're worried about – Who's going to watch more right. eyeballs? They're only, on only worried the
1: about how much money they can make through ratings and eyeballs and all that type now, of stuff. Fair think- does not factor into it.
4: Correct. So don't you think the Michigan-Alabama game on Monday night and then the Washington-Texas uh, game on Tuesday night, standalone games, 8.30, 8 o'clock, whatever you like, wouldn't you think that would bring, they would bring better ratings? then back-to-back back a 5 and then an 8.45? Well, no, I don't think so. I think that, that that's what they
1: want. If they wanted it, trust me, they've run the numbers. This is not something that they just threw up and said, when's the stadium available, right? Like, they know they have run the numbers in their mind of what they think is going to do best. Uh, they know better than I do, so uh, I don't have a problem. The the, the one about uh, the, the Leon Rose, Cam Reddish, you can't complain about that deal. That got you Josh Hart, so that's not the issue. The the top-and-trade... It was clear from jump, especially with Obi being involved, jumped right up, right from the jump that that was a terrible trade. Getting two second-round picks back for a guy who you took eighth in the draft, that was – of the moves that Leon Rose has made, that is clearly the worst one so far. Let's go out to – Paul is in Westchester. Paul, go, my man. Hey, Gordon, can you hear me? I got you. You, Loud and clear. You
3: You got it. Paul from Westchester, a big Jet fan. Big fan of the fan. Listen, question for you: If Zach
4: Wilson uh, ends up going two and three or three and two in the next five games, does he <laughs> remain next year and learn from Aaron Rodgers?
1: Uh, if he goes three and two, uh, I think we, th- that's a sign of the apocalypse. That's a sign that we all should batten down the hatches, open up our windows to to equalize the pressure on the outside and the inside. There's no chance of that. I, I, It's like the old Jim Mora line. I just want to win a game. Can they win one game down the stretch? Here's what's going to save Zach Wilson. Nothing. Nothing is going to save Zach Wilson. This idea that there's some way that he can salvage something here after. It's been three years. We see it. We all see it. We've all watched it. We've all gone through it. And not even the Jets could allow what happens here the last five weeks to To change their opinion on things, they're, they they will have Aaron Rodgers back next season. Will hinge on him and him alone at that position, and Zach Wilson cannot be a, a factor. One other thing that I wanted to bring up, maybe we'll save this for the next segment, because Richard brought up the in season tournament, and it's already they're already out. They're licking their chops, the LeBron puppets. They're all, oh, my God, you can set, they are all those suck-ups about LeBron who their whole personality is focused on. It started out as a goof just to be a little different, and now they have so entrenched themselves in that position. What happens if the Lakers win the in-season turn? What does it mean to LeBron's legacy? So coming up, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it's going to mean to LeBron's legacy coming up.
0: Now back to The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: But I did want to touch on the, uh, the in-season tournament, which I have not been uh, all that enthralled with to begin with. Well, I was interested kind of when the Knicks were in it, and once they got booted by the, the Bucks, it kind of lost the interest. I'm not, I'm not really an NBA fan as much as I am just a Knicks fan. I just want the Knicks to do well. So when they got ousted, my interest kind of went with them. But you knew the longer that the Lakers remained in the in-season tournament, those Laker puppets, oh, you knew that they were just waiting. And really, I feel like this is something that can bring everyone who's not a LeBron puppet together in rooting for the Indiana Pacers. It's almost like Hoosiers, but on an NBA scale. You have to be rooting for the Pacers in this. Because... Already the questions have popped up. What would an in-season tournament win mean for LeBron? What would it mean for his legacy? And I think what it would mean is nothing. It would mean absolutely. And you know how you know it would mean absolutely nothing? I mean, to think how silly that even is as a statement. What would it mean for his legacy? LeBron has accomplished so much in his NBA career to think That the first ever in-season tournament cup would be mentioned in the first five paragraphs of his NBA obituary or his NBA legacy or whatever you want. It means absolutely nothing. And even the LeBron puppets would agree with this. You know how? Just flip it around. What would it mean for his legacy if he doesn't win? Is it going to be a mark on his resume if he doesn't beat the Pacers for the first ever in-season tournament? This is more, This is brain dead. This is level five on the dumb scale to think that somehow LeBron's legacy one way or another is going to be impacted by winning or losing the in-season tournament cup championship finale series championship.
3: LeBron James. What, however
1: they call it. It's very wordy very wordy it means absolutely nothing now if you enjoy it great enjoy it who am i to tell you what to enjoy i enjoy things that other people don't enjoy same same thing same reverse if you enjoy the in season tournament good for you and maybe over time i will grow to like it more i know a lot of people when the the world baseball classic was first introduced felt like it was kind of silly and then this year it was all anybody was talking about down the stretch so if those people if you enjoy it great But in terms of of my NBA fandom or LeBron James career, it will have absolutely no bearing. So much so, I'll probably forget about it a week after it happened.
0: Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh,
1: people! It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. It is now time for our polar opposite of power rankings every show does their power rankings every website nfl otherwise they all rank the team who's the best who's number one who's number two this show i like to do everything the opposite so while they're doing power rankings we who's the best we find out who's the worst all those shows they're successful that's why i go the opposite way Who's the worst? How would I know who's the best? I spend all weekend watching the Jets and Giants play. So we have devised our polar opposite of power rankings. The poop rankings, if you will. And we rank them every single week from 5 to 1. So let's get get started, shall we? There's been some some switch-ups. Some teams falling out of the countdown. Some new teams making the countdown. It's like Casey Kasem back in. Joe and Harvey are too too young to even know what that even means. All right, let's go. Number five, let's start it off. New team, I think. I went with the Washington Commanders. Washington started the season 2-0. They have two wins since then. Remember when they were 2-0? Maybe this is the year they put it all together in Washington. This was not the year they put it all together in Washington. And their two wins were against the Falcons and the Patriots. So it wasn't even like they were good wins. And they lost twice to the Giants, which is kind of embarrassing. You should make the list just on that alone. And the thing about Washington, two things about Washington. A, they lose to bad teams, but, man, they get destroyed by good teams. They have given up 121 points the last three weeks. That's a lot. You don't have to be an NFL fan to know 121 points the last three weeks. Woo. So that's one thing. They give up puns, points in, in bunches. And then Sam Howell, he gets sacked in bunches. He has been sacked 58 times this year. The NFL record is David Carr, 76. So he is well on a pace to, if not break, certainly shatter that mark for the most sacks of all time. So I would have number five, I would have your Washington Commanders. All right, so now number four, I would go. Um, I'll I put the Giants there. Why not? <laughs> yep, New York Giants number four. And it's not really hard to uh, see the. They had a bye week last week, so I guess they kind of dropped down a little bit. It's not as immediate to the to the to the eye just how glaring the issues are. But if if it feels like the Giants go three and out almost every series, it's because they do go three and out almost every series. They are close to 50% of their drives end 3-and-out, 48%, which, in case you were wondering, is the worst in the NFL. And the offense, even when they do not go 3-and-out, it's not like they're lighting up the scoreboard. They have scored more than 17 points twice this season. It is December 9th, and the Giants have scored more than 17 points twice all season Long, So it's funny because I keep seeing articles about the Giants could make the playoffs. I hear fans. There's a path for the Giants. Why would you want to make the playoffs? What do? What are you, a sadist? You want to see them lose by 100 points? There's nothing good that could come from the Giants making the playoffs outside of delusion. Just to delude yourself from the pain for a little while. No, that would be a mistake. And look at where the, the rankings are right now. The Giants, I think right now, in terms of the Tankathon, thon are seventh. But there's basically one game, at least at this point, separating four from 12 from where the first-round pick will end up landing. So, to me, any wins at this point, the only victories the Giant fans should want are moral victories, not actual ones. Those are detrimental. So, I have number four, the New York Giants on the polar opposite of power rankings. Number three. This is where you really get down to the nitty-gritty. This is like a clash of the Titans now. This is the worst of the worst. I I, I know they won on Thursday night, but number three for me would still be the New England Patriots.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, that was a surprise. Uh, Patriots, first team in 85 years to lose three straight games where they gave up 10 points or fewer. Now, they snapped that streak with the, the win Thursday night against the Steelers. But their defense... Think about all the conversations we have about the Jets. And what do they usually sound like? At some point, it gets to, you got to give the Jets defense credit. They haven't quit on the season. Or, I feel bad for the Jets defense. I never hear anybody feeling bad for the Patriots defense. Their defense is locked down week in and week out. And you'd have to say their quarterback situation is just as bad as what the Jets quarterback situation is, right? And think about how good their defense is has been. It could be even better if they ever got to go up against the Patriots offense. They don't even get to go up against the Patriots offense, which is historically bad. Their numbers would be even more impressive. They might hold them to negative points. So there you go. Number three on the polar opposite of power rankings. They are your New England Patriots. Number two. Yeah, it's got to be the Jets. It, I mean, really, what more? Needs to be said about the New York Jets. Even I am starting to run out of material about the uh, even I, someone who sits on the couch every Sunday and cackles like a mental patient at the plays that come up I saw this week that people were pointing out that Tim Boyle is a terrible NFL quarterback I think that's a little unfair. He was not very good in college either In the month of December, Robert Sala. Is one and twelve as the Jets head coach. One and twelve. So for the caller earlier, I forgot his name, who said, Well, what if the Jets go three and two? Tony, what if the Jets go three and two down the stretch? Robert Sala, in his entire time as the Jets head coach, they have won one game. And you know, this is the perfect Jets fact. Joe, you will appreciate this. The last time the Jets won more than a game in December was the year they shouldn't have won any games in December. It was the year where they lost out on Trevor Lawrence. That They won two games in December that year. Thanks for that. They should have won. At, at the most, they should have won one, really shouldn't have won any. So the last time the Jets won more than, than one game in December was the year they locked in that second pick. How did that go again? Oh, right. It's been 30 years since the team has been this bad at scoring touchdowns, the 93 Bengals. And uh, a little more history. This will be the 13th year without a playoff appearance for the Jets. That's the seventh longest streak in NFL history since the merger. But here's the good news. The longest of all time, 17. It's just like one more presidential term away. And these years, they start to run together after a while. So 17 is the all-time mark. The Jets can match the all-time mark. Just need four more years. And by that time, maybe Aaron Rodgers will be finished playing. You never know. So there you go. Number two on the polar opposite of power rankings are your New York Jets. And then that leaves the number one spot. It's like uh, Debbie Boone, you light up my life. It's really hard to see anybody knocking this off the the mountaintop anytime soon. It is the Carolina Panthers. Whoa. Uh, They were officially eliminated this week. So anybody who tells you, Like, when they talk about the Giants and the Jets, well, they're not mathematically eliminated. You know how hard it is to be mathematically eliminated? The Panthers were only just now officially eliminated, and they play in the NFC South. It's hard to get officially eliminated. But if you were looking for progress for the Panthers, there was some this week. They finally had a lead. They played with a lead. Now, it only lasted 10 seconds. Literally lasted 10 seconds. They had a lead, but they did officially had a lead. Uh, so that's at least some progress there. And as bad as the Panthers are, there's been tons of stats about Rod- uh, David Tepper and the coaches and all that stuff. Add into the fact why they, it's going to be almost impossible to move them out of that number one spot. What's the one thing you get after being really bad. You get a high pick. They don't have their first round pick this year. Imagine if Joe Douglas had traded the first round pick for Aaron Rodgers Just when you think it can't get any worse, that would have been worse. You have to imagine that would have been worse. So, Carolina, they don't have the first-round pick. And in terms of overall draft capital, they are the third-worst, according to NFL Tankathon, about NFL picks, draft picks this upcoming draft. They're only ahead of both Miami and Cleveland. So, there you go. Number one for a fourth straight week, it is the Carolina Panthers. There you go. Carolina Panthers on your polar opposite of Power Rankings. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, The Leftovers. It's next on The Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.
0: Now back to The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. A hungry damer is never full.
1: At this stage of my life,
0: eating is like 90% of my joy. Where he answers the unanswerable. Gotta do something with my hands. I gotta get busy. No algorithm can defeat the GD. Just take it right in the face. Right in the face. Don't worry about it. These are Gordon Damer's leftovers.
1: I can't believe how fast this, this Saturday show flies by every single week. It has once again. But we still have some time for for some leftovers this week. One, I have one sports-related, one non-sports-related. The sports-related one is I keep hearing from people about Shohei Ohtani's free agency. That either they don't like the way it's being handled because it's not for the good of the sport. Or they're interested in where he lands and, and, and landing spots. Well, this would be better for the good of the sport. What do you care about what's good for the sport? The people who run the sport don't care about what's good for the sport. Why would you be concerned? Oh, I'd rather Otani go to the Dodgers because that would be good for the sport. Or the coverage of it, it's so secretive it's not good for the sport. The sport doesn't care about the sport. All they care about is making the most money. If they can make one more nickel with whatever decisions they make, that's all they care about. So don't worry about what's good for the sport. The people who are running the sport, they don't, they don't care about it. So why should you? All right, that's one thing. Get that out of the way. The second thing is, this is the holiday season. We are now, what, 16 days away from from Christmas? See how I did that math in my head? Look how impressive I am. And this is also the time that you find out about the, the person that you love. There is no greater test of a couple's love than when you go to buy a real Christmas tree. You can think you're in love, you can think that the person you're with is the greatest thing ever, between purchasing the tree, getting the tree home, putting the tree up, and then the maintenance of the, the real tree. It will test a couple's relationship more than anything in nearly 20 years of marriage. Buying real Christmas trees Tested my wife's love for me, and right back at her. More so than anything else. Finding out if the tree is level. I don't like this tree. That the tree has a dead spot over there. Never mind the poor people. They're going to a a, a tree field to cut it down right out of the. What are we doing? Home Depot has them. They're ten minutes down the road. Home Depot's not losing any money on. It's not like next year they're not gonna do it because they lost money. They didn't have any good trees. Home Depot's got plenty of good. They have just as many good trees. Where do you think Home Depot's getting them from? They're getting them from the field. They didn't grow them in the store. Very, very odd. So if I could, if I could give any piece of advice to any people just getting married, just get the fake tree. I know it doesn't smell as good. It might not be as festive at certain times. Trust me, for the long haul, for your relationship, it's for the best. It's for the best. All right, now Harvey, you said you had a leftover today.
2: I do have a leftover. It's, it. it's in the form.
1: Probably should have let off because it's a. Uh, it does not happen very often that you have some.
2: It's in the form oh. of a question. Okay. Power, in in light of what's gone on this week, mm-hmm. power ranked for me the three most baffling revelations of this football season. You well, ready? I need.
1: To, I would need some. T- oh, you are going to give me the three I'm options. Give you the All three right, options. Yeah, give it to me.
2: The Jets throwing a hail mary and getting picked off for a pick six. Carissa Thompson saying she makes up sideline reports, right? Or Sean McDermott's 911
1: fiasco. It's not even close. It's not even close. And I would throw in uh, the head coach of the Jets texting with a super fan. I would put that one almost. I don't know that they can. I don't know that anything can top Sean McDermott at this point. But that one, it has to be pretty high up on the list. But, yeah, I would rank them the opposite of the way you gave them. The pick six of the fail Mary, I'm kind of surprised that hasn't happened more often. Or at least one other time. I don't ever remember seeing it happen before. So that one I would definitely put third. I wouldn't even put that one on the list. That would be way down. But the Carissa Thompson one, that would probably be uh, number two. I didn't get all crazy about it because everybody else got so crazy about it. But, yeah, number the Sean McDermott. Whew, that I have gone down some some rabbit holes and con- you start a conversation one place and you end up someplace else and you didn't know you were gonna get there. So I understand that to a certain degree, but that's what he led with. He didn't start one place and eventually get there. That was his opener. Whew, that's a tough
2: opener. Tough opener. And he got support from Brendan Bean, apparently.
1: <laughs> well, uh, at the end of the day, how their season goes, it, it, I thought it was ridiculous when like a month or two ago I brought up to Larry on the night show about that it could be very well possible that, that Sean McDermott loses his job if they don't have a deep playoff run. It's, it's seeming almost more and more likely that that's going to happen if they don't have a deep playoff run and, and right now might not make the playoffs. Joe, what do you got quickly?
0: I only got one thing, and it goes back to Soto and Yamamoto. I really hope that Yamamoto comes here on Monday, doesn't want to meet with anybody else, signs on the dot line with the Yankees, and makes all the Met fans in my life miserable.
1: Oh, well, they're already miserable. They love the misery. That's why they became Met fans. They know that deep down. They don't want to talk about it. They want to say, oh, it's different. No, no. When you make that choice, you don't get to make a deal with the devil and then complain about the heat.
4: You're in love with your own sadness.
1: You know what? You know what's happening, and it's going to happen here sooner or later. I can't wait to see Yamamoto sign with the Yankees, If for no other reason, just to hear John Sterling all year announce Yamamoto's name. That would be fantastic. You know what else was fantastic? This show. It was a fantastic show. Thanks to all the callers. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks for the donuts, guys. Just what I needed.